New York felt as though it had had enough. Everyone was looking forward to the autumn, to the cold, to being at home, without having to resort to wandering the streets, looking for somewhere cool and quiet. The locale was 213 Park Avenue South, just around the corner from Gramercy Park, and a seven-minute walk from the iconic Flatiron Building. The Velvet Underground had just finished their second set at Max's Kansas City. They had closed that night with Some Kind of Love and Lonesome Cowboy Bill from their third and fourth albums, respectively. The chosen after-hours hang for anyone who thought they were anyone in the increasingly incestuous New York music scene. Lou Reed, the group's peevish, leather-clad leader, was sitting in the dressing room purposefully estranged from his bandmates, picking his teeth and thinking of the future. But first he had to make a call. Using the club's rotary dial phone, Reed, still shaky from a 48-hour speed binge, with sweat crawling over the skin beneath the tight curls above his sunglasses, called his parents in Long Island and asked them to come get him. He was 28 years old, already a countercultural hero, and yet he was ready to go home. He'd been at the downtown coalface for six long years now, and he was tired. He was quitting the Velvet Underground, and he was looking forward to going home. If his parents were going to come and get him, that is. Someone once said that the Velvet Underground had helped Lou Reed feel less alone, but right now he didn't feel that way at all. The orthodoxy of rebellion weaves through the history of rock and roll like a weary old leather-clad snake, while the surly outliers on Pop's side ramp have always been its most intriguing elements. And there are a few more intriguing artists in the Velvet Underground. Pop groups, like small countries, have a tendency to build identities on myth and fantasy. With the Velvet Underground, those myths are real. In fact, it is difficult to think of another band who were more formally concerned with catharsis than the original Velvets. A unit devoted to transgression. For them, staking a claim for the avant-garde in the pop canon was not simply about altering the narrative, but unravelling conceptions of what the avant-garde could be. It wasn't what anyone would call outsider art, but it wasn't exactly inside the accepted beltway, either. They were so different they looked and sounded like a hoax. Their status is due in part to their identity as a prophecy as much as a celebration. Because of their influence, there are many who have tried to sound like them, but there will never be anyone who really sounds like them. They came up with a template that could never be reinvented. Sure, it could be copied, but no one could ever claim to have stumbled upon alt-noir because the Velvets got there first. They remain the original kings and queens of Edge, the first major American rock group with a male and female lineup, a garage band who understood the importance of never smiling in photographs and wearing sunglasses indoors. They invented a rock archetype, a look copied by everyone from Sid Vicious, Bobby Gillespie and Chrissy Hind, to Bono, Kim Gordon and Fallout Boy and are a pretty good illustration of how the particular becomes the universal. They closed the gap between the popular and the esoteric, between the high and the low, between the left and the right, unpacked the last 50 years of pop, and the broken fragments of the Velvet Underground are everywhere. Without them, Roxy music wouldn't have happened. 
In every dream home, a heartache is basically the Velvet's plus lifestyle. Without Lou Reed, there is no Richard Hell, no Sex Pistols. Without John Cale, no Nick Cave. Without Nico, well, where do you start? Huge swathes of the past and present, and no doubt future, are the result of their unyielding presence. Goth, emo, transgender punk. No VU, no pulp. Jarvis Cocker's talking narratives owe more to the gift than you might think. No steampunk, no lacuna coil, probably no wet leg. Mark Twain was right. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. <laughs>